Hello and welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast. People tend to think about motivation as something that some people have and others don't. The truth is that we all have the same amount of motivation because motivation plays a role in every decision that we make and every action we take. This means that you already have all the motivation you need to accomplish your goals. The only thing standing in your way is a deeper awareness of how motivation actually works and what truly motivates you. I hope this podcast helps you discover and utilize the motivation you've always had inside you. Now, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Motivation for Regular People podcast. My name is Brady Ross. A little about me if this is your first time joining. I'm the president and founder of a leadership development company in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma called Clear Path Leadership. I've also written two books, Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals, and Motivation for Regular People, Reframing Your Drive to Pursue Your Goals and Achieve Your Potential. Today, I'm going to begin a new series on the key to happiness that my wife Mary learned from TikTok. All right, there's a lot to unpack in just that one sentence, so if you're already confused or if you have questions, bear with me. We're going to answer many of them before we get started today. First things first, if you're a longtime podcast listener, you're probably wanting to know who today's guest is and when I'm going to introduce them. If that's you, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. Today's podcast is a solo podcast, and I would expect the majority of podcasts to be solo podcasts for the foreseeable future. I'm so thankful for all the past guests we've had on the show. There have been several especially fantastic ones, either people who I've had a relationship with for a long time or maybe some people that I've met for the first time just for the purposes of this show. But lately, I've been itching to do more solo podcasts because I have some ideas that I want to further develop and articulate, and I think this podcast is going to offer an excellent space for that to happen. Now, there will still be some guest episodes from time to time. For example, I've got an interview with Brian Miller, the executive director of Coach Approach Ministries, in the queue for later this spring. And I'm especially excited about that one because we're going to take the same episode that we've already recorded and post it in our Motivation for Regular People feed, as well as the Coach Approach Ministries podcast feed. So it'll be our first ever crossover pod, which will be a lot of fun. That said, I would expect solo pods in this feed more often than not, at least for the next several months. And my goal is to make these podcasts as insightful and as helpful as the interview podcast that you've been hearing recently, but just helpful in a different way. So now let's address the other question from my opening statement, because I imagine that some of you are on the edge of your seat wanting to know what TikTok has to say about the key to happiness. Now, full disclosure here, I'm not active on TikTok. I got an account in 2021, I favorited two videos, and I haven't used it since. On the other hand, my wife Mary uses TikTok pretty often. Most evenings after we put our kids down for bed, I'll turn on a game, I'll turn on a TV show, and Mary will instead flip through TikTok videos on her phone. Sometimes she'll show them to me, and other times they'll come up in conversation. Like a few months ago, we were driving home from my parents, and she told me that she learned the key to happiness from a TikTok video. Now, this isn't an exact paraphrase, but basically what Mary said that the video said is that happiness is all about leveraging what we can control and accepting or ignoring what we can't control. I'm going to repeat that so you don't miss it. Basically, the video said that happiness is all about leveraging what we can control and accepting or ignoring what we can't control. 
Of course, this perspective isn't unique to TikTok. If you've read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, you know that Stephen Covey writes about the circle of concern and the circle of influence. The circle of concern includes everything that matters to us or impacts us, but we can only control or change what is also located inside our circle of influence. I've thought a lot about this concept over the last several years for a variety of reasons. First of all, if you know my story, you know there's a pretty clear line of separation between the period of my life when I felt out of control and when I first started to feel in control. I tell much of this story in Seven Steps to Dominate Your Day and Crush Your Goals, and I reference it often on this podcast. Back in high school, I thought success was circumstantial, but as I started college and began building foundational daily habits, I realized how much control and agency agency I had over my life, and this was so empowering because it was so different than what I had believed before. Now, this new understanding of my life was mostly good. I say mostly good because although it put me in a position to lose almost 100 pounds, complete multiple master's degrees, start a business, launch a podcast, and get really good at smoking meat, seriously, I'll put my brisket up against just about anyone's, it also created this strong desire and expectation for control over everything in my life. It's as if the pendulum was on one side, the side of feeling completely out of control, and then it completely swung back the other way. So now that I had realized that I had more control than I thought, I craved control more than I ever had before. All of a sudden, I'm facing a new challenge, and it falls well in line with the same principle Stephen Covey shares in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, and the same one that my wife Mary heard about on TikTok. It's this question of how do I maximize my circle of influence while having the right expectations and attitude about my broader circle of concern? How do I leverage the areas that I have control over while accepting or ignoring the areas that I can't control? Now, there's one more element that's important here, and it's what I call the beautiful, messy middle. It's messy because although some events don't fit inside our circle of influence, they still influence us. Even though we can't influence them, they still influence us. Now, it's unfortunate, but many of us experience trials and challenges by no fault of our own. Our issues come not because of things that we've done, but because of things that have been done to us. Whether that's job loss, health concerns, broken relationships, or something entirely different yet still painful, these can be some of the most difficult seasons in our lives. However, you'll notice that as I talked about it just now, talked about that just now, I didn't just call it the messy middle, but the beautiful messy middle. To me, it's beautiful because these events can help us become stronger, more capable, and more resilient people. And this is the precise attitude that I hope this new podcast series will help you develop. So we're going to call this series, It's Up to You, kind of a play on words, thinking about what we can control and not necessarily what we can't control. I'll tell you, this is also the working title for a book that I'm hoping to write and publish later this year. So in this series, we're going to discuss how you can maximize your impact and accelerate your growth by leveraging what you can control. Now, here's the cool thing. Although we can't control everything that happens inside our circle of concern, we can control our attitude and our response toward everything that happens. And this is what makes that messy middle so beautiful and so life-changing. 
As I say this, two quotes come to mind. One is by pastor and author Chuck Swindoll, who once said, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond. And the other quote actually comes from my father-in-law, Max, who shared this quote with me during one of the most difficult seasons in my life. As I was going through this particular season, he would often tell me not to waste the pain that I was going through. And this was something that I deeply appreciated. Not only was he validating and affirming the pain that I was experiencing, but he was also reminding me of the greater purpose that that pain could serve depending on my attitude and approach toward what I was experiencing. So as we go through this series, we're going to start off by talking about what we can control. We'll discuss things like routines, expectations, attitudes, planning and development, all areas that we can directly influence or somehow change. This makes these things very important for us to think about and somehow respond to. Then we're going to talk about the elements of life that are important, but also where we lack control. So these are things like circumstances, timing, the family that we're born into, anything involving other people, and even our own mortality. Now we're not talking about these things to make ourselves feel down or depressed or like nothing that we do matters, but I feel like it's important for us to understand where that ability to control stops and where we must adjust those expectations. This is all going to lead up to the final piece of this series, probably the one that I'm most excited for, where we talk about that beautiful, messy middle. This is where we'll get really practical around how we build skills like patience and resilience, wisdom, perspective, character. Oftentimes, I'll encourage coaching clients by reminding them that the only way to develop resilience is to be in a situation where resilience is necessary. And that's probably not encouraging in the sense that it makes you feel good, but I think that it highlights what my father-in-law, Max, would often share share with me is that there's a greater purpose to the pain that we experience. And if we approach it the right way, it's something that can benefit us long after that difficult season or experience is over. I can't help but also think about the movie Evan Almighty. I think this movie originally aired in 2007 when Morgan Freeman's character tells Evan's wife that if you pray for patience, God does not naturally zap you with patience. Instead, he puts you in situations where patience is necessary, and then it becomes your responsibility to proceed to respond in a way that portrays and develops greater patience. So that's what these next several weeks are going to be look like as we going to look like rather as we wrap up this introduction let me give you a couple of questions to chew on. First question what controllable are you leaving up to chance? Where are you ignoring the ability that you have to control? If you're expecting positive routines, development, things like that to happen accidentally, you're never going to see any growth or traction. We can't ignore the areas of life where we have control and expect them to turn out the way that we want them to. Question number two, what non-controllable do you need to give up? If you're trying to manipulate something that falls outside of your circle of influence, if you're spending more time in your circle of concern, you need to be willing to shift your attitude and choose a better response. You're not going to get anywhere meaningful. You're not going to see anything of value happen if you're more concerned about the things that you cannot control. There's a better response that's possible there, and it's something that we're going to talk about at length in this series. And then this last question here, what needs to change about you as you work your way through this series? I love this question because it accomplishes a couple things. First of all, it leads us to focus more on controllables and more on self-improvement than on blame of deflecting or making excuses. It also leads us to think about how we can maximize the time that we spend inside that beautiful, messy middle so that we're experiencing the full benefit of how those uncontrollables can contribute to our progress. 
I'm so excited to work my way through this series with you. If you know somebody who could benefit from this topic or this approach, I'd be honored if you would share this podcast with them. Next week, we'll officially kick off the series by talking about routines, how we can set them up, how we can control our lives by controlling our days. Until then, remember, you already have all the motivation you need to accomplish your goals and fulfill your potential. And now it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Recently, I was feeling overwhelmed with all of the responsibilities I was juggling in my work and personal life. I signed up for BetterHelp and scheduled my first online therapy session. To be honest, I was a little nervous about meeting with a therapist online, but I was matched with a great therapist who offered me a fantastic experience. She helped me tremendously in our first session, and I noticed an instant difference in my mental health. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can also message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions whenever it's convenient for you. If you're matched with a therapist who isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, you also get more scheduling flexibility and a more affordable price, especially when you get 10% off your first month by signing up at betterhelp.com mfrp. That's betterhelp.com mfrp. Check it out and sign up today.